Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and this is our Friday review show. Now, this week I talked a little bit about adversity in kids. I'm not going to get back into that because today I want to talk about just something that happened during my week this week, and I'm reviewing it, so hence the review portion of this show. But before I get into it, don't forget this week's uh, show is sponsored by Dr. Jordan Fry, who is with the Prudent Plastic Surgeon, and his course, Graduating to Success, this is a course that doesn't open up very often. And he has this course open up. It's open up now until March 1st. So if this is something you've been looking into or thinking about, or let's say you've been trying to find a course out there that maybe is something about trying to improve either your financial knowledge or get you ready for your job or getting you ready to just be kind of in the right mindset and ability to make the most out of your kind of financial life and really your work life. This is a great course for this. Um, it does it covers a lot of bases. It's not just financial. It covers a lot of things. So if this is something you are interested in, go check it out. I have the link for that in the show notes. This will be the last show where you can hear this because by the time my next show comes out, the course will be closed. So it doesn't happen very often. So go check it out. Now, like I said, this is a Friday review show. And what am I reviewing? Well, this week we had um, our Bible study. So we do a Bible study with our um, some people in our church, some friends that are kind of young adult friends that um, that we're good friends with from our church, and they have kids about the same age as our kids, which is great because we get together and theoretically our kids play. Although our five year old was a little bit of a <laughs> of a headache this time, but he figured it out. Um, and then we do um, a Bible study, and the Bible study we are doing this time period is um, basically looking at Jesus from a different perspective. So not the um, typical, you know little kid, you know, Bible school, you know, Jesus loves me this I know type of Jesus who has a smile on all the time and never gets angry and loves everybody, right? That's that's the typical image sometimes you think of when you think about Bible school Jesus, right? Um, this is more looking at the rebel portion of Jesus, kind of like kind of the other side of him. Now, you may not be a Christian if you're listening to this. That's okay. If you are a Christian, maybe you're going to learn something here today. But the reason I'm talking about this and this applies really to any religious base, is there has been a shift in how people attend, you know, at least as Christians, church. Um, But you see it in in other religious sects as well. And what we're seeing is there has been really a major drop in church attendance when it comes to men. And these could be single men, these could be dads, these could be grandparents. And so when you look at churches, the most common, obviously the most populated uh, services are things like Christmas and Easter, right? Well, the next most populated service is Mother's Day, which is kind of crazy, right? Everybody's coming in because maybe mom's saying, can everybody just seriously come with me to church one week? Everybody dress up nice and do this for me. Maybe that's what it is. Um, But it is Mother's Day. But one of the least attended church services is Father's Day. And I just see that as being 
such an interesting thing because maybe it's following the classic, you know, Father's Day, you know, dads are either maybe they're working that weekend. And as if you're a physician, and if you're not just working nine to five clinic hours all the time, you may have to work Sundays, you may be a surgeon, you may be an OBGYN, you may be an anesthesiologist, you may be some other subspecialist who's on call that weekend, and you don't have a chance to not, um, not be working on Sunday. That's that's your day, that's your morning, who knows. So that could be part of it. Um, Maybe it follows the mantra that, hey, Sunday's dad finally gets the day off, and he's going to kind of do the things he wants to do. Um, Maybe that's what it falls under. And whatever that is, you know, I'm not here scolding you as anybody. You know, we all have those days that we have to just get things done or we have to give ourselves some mental health comfort, right? But the fact that the population of dads going to church has dropped significantly really over the last several decades is concerning to me because, you know, when I've talked about in the past, you know, the different, um, you know, parts of being a physician dad, one of those is your beliefs. And, you know, whatever your background, whatever your religion is, your beliefs are important, because they're how you teach your kids to be a good person. And if you're not taking your kid to church, and it maybe it's just your wife, let's say, taking your kid to church or whatever religious service it is, um, how do your kids interpret that? They may see that as like, well, mom's taking me to this, but why should I worry about it? Because dad's not doing it. Dad doesn't care about it. And so that's something you have to think about and consider. And, you know, when we were doing our Bible study, one of the topics that came up is, well, maybe Jesus isn't portrayed as being manly enough. I don't think that's probably the, the reason, but maybe, who knows? Maybe that is. Maybe it's just because we have been ingrained in this you know, Bible school, Sunday school, Jesus persona, that it's just not as interesting to guys as it is to kids and and girls. I don't know. I mean, that's what our Bible study said. (laughs) At least that's what it was looking at. So the whole point of the chapter was trying to, you know, find these different parts of of Jesus and, and trying to see him as more of this rebel type of character. And, and he is, you know, when we look at, a lot of the Bible verses that get used about him, a lot of them get used in the wrong way. And I mean, of course, that's not uncommon. We are very good at misquoting things. I mean, let's look at COVID. The last two years, people like to take a small amount of data and make it mean whatever they want to. And the same thing can be said about religion. You know, you take a small text of of a Bible verse or any other type of, you know, scripture from any kind of religion, and you can try to make it whatever you want to mean. But if you look at it, you know, a lot of people see him um, as being this passive person, right? You see Jesus as being passive. And the more common verse that people look at is Matthew 5, verses 38 through 48, which is the whole, um, well, I'm going to read the I'm gonna read the King James Version because it's fun to speak in Old English tongue. So, ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. I like saying smite. But that's the whole topic of turn the other cheek. Now, a lot of people say that, you know, don't get angry, just turn the other cheek, you know, just brush it off, ignore it type of thing. That's what people try to say. That's the whole passivist side of it. But people don't really understand that passage. If you read it, there's a there's a reason the people or the person who wrote this book said, strike you on the right cheek. There's a reason Jesus said that. So imagine somebody hitting you in the face and they're going to smack you on the right cheek and just imagine how they would do it. So just take a second and do that. Okay, so how did they do it? Did they use their left hand or they use their right hand? And if you answer, well, Dr. Toffel, obviously they use their left hand because they're coming across and they're going to strike me in the, in the right cheek there. Well, no, they're not. During biblical times, the left hand was considered evil. 
you used your left hand to basically wipe your butt after you pooped, and that was basically it. It's where we get the word sinister from. I mean, you think about it, if you're in medicine, you know, OS or anything with S on it is a designation for the left side of something, right? Well, S stands for the Latin word sinistra, where we get the word sinister from. So left was seen as something evil. So the left hand was, even if you were punching somebody to strike them down out of, you know, disobedience or whatever, you, they would not use that left hand. They always used the right hand. So now let's think back and think, okay, how does somebody hit me with their right hand if they're going to hit me on the right side of the cheek? Well, the way they hit you on the right side of the cheek is they backhand you, right? They use the back of the hand to smack you across the face. And just like in today's world, back then a backhand was considered a form of dominance. It meant that I'm better than you. It means that my station is higher than you. It means that I rule over you. And so what Jesus is saying is, if somebody strikes you on the right cheek, meaning they're striking you with the back of the right hand and trying to show dominance over you, you say, no, no, no. If you're going to hit me, you're going to hit me like we're equals. And you turn the other cheek. And so it's not a sense of being passive. It's not a sense of being, you know, calm to weather the storm. It's you showing defiance towards somebody saying, no, I'm not going to let you treat me like I'm not equal to you. I'm going to make you treat me like I'm equal to you. And that goes the same step with walk, you know, go the extra mile. You know, you talk about the passage of with, you know, during Jesus times, it was legal for a Roman soldier to have a Jewish person take his back for him and walk a Roman mile for him. That's about a thousand steps. That was a Roman mile. Um, the rule was they couldn't go past that, that mile. The rule was the guy had to put, or the guy or the woman had to put the bag down and the Roman soldier would pick it up himself or find somebody else to do it. And what Jesus meant by saying walking the extra mile was when you get past that mile marker, now you're no longer that soldier's mule. You're not following that law anymore. You're no longer their servant of carrying this for them. You're now marking yourself as equal to them because you've gone past that mile marker and you're technically breaking the law, but so is the soldier. And now they have to see you as an equal. They just can't see you as property anymore. And so that was what he's saying in that statement too. But, you know, it's very easy to take those statements and just make them very like light and fluffy and passive. And so it's interesting when we look at, you know, religion, be it whatever your religion is, I'm obviously Christian. And so that's where I come from here. But you look at these passages and you look at how we've kind of made it to fit the way we like it. And, and maybe that is the thing. Maybe we've made church very simple and lovey and, and, and those kind of things. And it's not as appealing to men. I, I don't know if that's the case. I've always been one that tries to go to church, but maybe that is the thing. And so I think it's important for us to not only recognize that it's important to be present when it comes to whatever your religious background is and whatever your religious practices are, because your kids learn from that from you. But it's also important for you to look at yourself and say, okay, am I getting something out of this? And if I'm not getting something out of it, you have two choices. You stop going or you learn more about it, right? You can either decide, well, this doesn't seem like it's for me, so forget it, I'm done. Or you say, why am I not getting something out of this like I feel like I should be? I'm going to dive deeper into this. There's something missing. There's something not right here. And you're going to find a lot of information, depending on what it is you're looking at. You're going to find something that seems to mesh well with you. But 
don't be one of those people that pulls out a Bible verse and <laughs> makes it whatever you want, because that's not what I'm trying to say here. So that was my review for the week. Um, you know, it's just one of those interesting topics and just something that happened to pop up. And again, I just thought it was so interesting that they mentioned Father's Day being the least populated you know, congregational kind of population whenever you have that Father's Day Sunday. And so I'm going to challenge you, if you are part of a church, if you're Christian, um, I don't know how other um, religions, you know, practice in terms of having Mother's Day, Father's Day, if they even kind of recognize it in um, religious services. But if, if you go to a church who does, show up to Father's Day, make a big deal about it. Let your kids know. Say, hey, this is dad's day. And part of my day is we're all going to go to church together. Um, and I want you to be a part of it. And I want to sit with you and I want to, you know, talk to you about it, you know, make sure your kids know it's important to you, but don't just do it on father's day. Do it other days too. Make sure they know that too. So that was my review show. Uh, let me know what you think about it. You can send me an email at imperfectdadmd at gmail.com, or you can get on the website at www.imperfectdadmd.com and send me a message there. Otherwise, I hope you guys are staying healthy, staying safe. Don't forget to check out that course um, by the Prudent Plastic Surgeon. That link for that is in the show notes. Um, if you're even sitting there like, what the heck are you talking about, Dr. Topple? What is this course thing? Go check it out. Just literally click on the link. It's not going to charge you for clicking on the link. Just go check it out and see if it seems like something that makes sense to you. And if it's something that maybe you've been looking for. Um, but again, it closes March 1st, so you don't have a lot of time. All right. Stay healthy, healthy, stay happy out there. Embrace the imperfections. And I'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.